Welcome to Movies Are Life. I'm your host, Nathan Chandler. And today we're spreading our wings into the world of Hitchcock with the 1963 suspense masterpiece, The Birds, which is celebrating its 60th anniversary this month. I have always been a huge fan of Hitchcock. He's probably one of my favorite filmmakers, so I thought it would be apt to bring in the person that is probably most responsible for my fandom, my dad, Ty Chandler. How are you? Hey, I'm doing great. That, that last part made me laugh. That, that's, uh, that's funny. <laughs> I, I, I've had a history with you of scaring you or something like that. <laughs> so you, you're the one responsible for all the nightmares I had because of his films. <laughs> I'll play the film. Well, first off, surprisingly i've seen a lot of hitchcock's films um yeah. i haven't seen all of them i mean he did a lot of things yeah, but this was my first time uh seeing the birds even though this is probably considered a film that's you know he's you know most known for yeah right uh, when, yeah. You, when i asked you that and you told me you had not seen it my mind was blown out of all the movies that you've watched you haven't seen the bird it just uh, it was remarkable to me well, it's one of those, like, I mean, as a film fan, you probably haven't been able to avoid any clips, you know, from this movie. And so yeah. you, you get the kind of gist of it. And I think that's kind of part of it. And I've seen scenes before. So it's kind of like, uh, you know, I, I guess you kind of know what to expect <laughs> a little bit. So maybe that's why I haven't, you know, watched it before. So, yeah, uh, yeah I don't know. So, yeah. So did you? Did you grow up loving Hitchcock films? Like, do you have much of a history with his stuff? Uh, yeah, I guess I did because I remember as a kid loving scary movies. Frankenstein and Werewolf was all my, my go-to. And then any Hammer film production with producing Dracula movies uh, were the best. And we always seemed to get carted off to the Majestic Theater in Stingville, Texas, uh, in the Saturday afternoon or something, the parents would get rid of us to uh, give us a 25 cents to get in the movie and the rest of the uh, 75 cents we spent for what we could use it for. And uh, so some of those were Hitchcock films. Yeah. So I remember seeing the birds in, in the movie theater. Yeah. Okay. So I calculated this a little bit. So <laughs> you were probably six or seven when this film came out. Oh, so. yeah, I was. Yeah. 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 So uh, that, that, that tracks you saw this film when you were that age i was believe it or not i mean <laughs> maybe that's why i'm a guy of half empty i'm always scared about stuff because uh hush hush sweet charlotte the dracula movies the mummies um and hitchcock yeah, just send them send them off you know and let them watch and let them deal with life i guess so yeah <laughs> well I, I don't have enough memory to know uh really like I, I don't know how I saw the films, I guess, that I saw, you know, I think I have memories of going to the public library and they would have most of his films. So I think like getting them that way, but I don't know. Do you have any memory of like introducing us to like certain films or do you know how that came about? Um, offhand, I think what it was, if, if Cheryl, uh, your mom, uh, left town for some reason, uh, it gave me an excuse to watch a scary movie, and you you had to watch it with me, you know, because I <laughs> I had to I had to watch you, so you got stuck watching the movie with me. So. <laughs> well, what I've always and what I still love about Hitchcock films. Now, I think most, like I said, I'm not super well versed, but you know, this one 
now you know the pg-13 rating didn't exist then but now if you went and bought it it would have a pg-13 rating on it you know it's probably and especially it being in color um you know it's probably one of his goriest uh films you know with certain some of the certain scenes but for the most part i and i still this is why i love his movies so much of the scare so to speak are just really in the way he edits and paces and you know I mean, he's always known as the master of suspense. And I mean, that's definitely a good way to, you know, I think even this one, this movie doesn't like inherently scare me. You know, <laughs> like uh, it's not to me, it's not like a real jump scary type of movie, but you know, he always gets so much thrills out of the unknown or what's going to happen next. Yeah. And, and that's why I think I've always liked it because it's easy. It's, you know, I say easy, but in filmmaking it's kind of easy to elicit the jump scare you know whether it be audio cues or things like that and yeah. so much is he he takes so much time setting up his stories he just you know he just kind of he's a master director because i always feel like he has an audience in his hand and he's just kind of he's pulling the strings you know <laughs> um, yeah. uh, and that's what i always liked about him and even when i'm like oh I want to show this one, you know, to Hallie or whatever like that, just because they are like, they're suspenseful, but they're, you know, th I think they're pretty safe films, especially compared to a lot of things that are out there. <laughs> Even with the, the people missing eyes. Huh? So that's, <laughs> I, I said that because I remember as a kid, that bothered me just a little bit when I was the age I was and saw that for the first time. It's it's like a wreck. You can't look away, and once you see it, it's there. You know, yeah, for sure. <laughs> and I, I also, and I promise to our audience, we'll actually talk about this film in a second. But um, my other big memory is we went to Universal Studios in Orlando when I was in about fifth grade, and at that time they had like a Hitchcock, you know, exhibit, right. and. Uh, and uh, I don't know. I don't, I mean, I have no memory of how many films I had seen as point at that point. But you know, they had all these like setups to show how he like, you know, did the special effects and all those things. And I just, I mean, I still have vivid memories of that whole exhibit and just how cool it was. And uh, and in particular, I remember the birds aspect was. I don't know if you remember this, but going into a theater and it was a 3D film. Yeah. Do you remember? Do you remember this? I do. I do. Yeah, and so I, I just remember, I don't quite remember what the setup was, but you put the glasses on and you were just looking at like an empty like stage, like a, a set, yeah. and then birds like slowly coming in and like, you know, snapping a rope. So something comes flying at you. Uh, but I vividly remember uh, a lady sitting in front of me and it looked like a bird had landed like right on her shoulder. <laughs> but uh, uh, so maybe that's why I felt like I had, you know, seen yeah. this film already i don't know but yeah uh, so i don't know if you remember that or not i do remember that was a fun a fun time you know he they went through several things how they did psycho the the shower scene in psycho uh, and the um, i think vertigo they did showed how they did that scene from somebody falling from the building you know so yeah that was fun yeah, no, yeah, definitely. So, all right. Well, uh, it, I guess we've kind of skirted around it long enough, yeah. but uh, let's let's take flight to Bodega Bay and dissect the film that has haunted audiences for decades. Surely the birds appreciate all we've done for them. Don't you? Beautiful cage, fresh water, none of the birds to bother you, none of that blinding sunlight. Oh, 
Now, why would he do that? Most peculiar. What on earth? What we just heard, you know, uh, trailers were done a little bit differently in the 60s, but Hitchcock was such a star in his own right. You know, what a lot of people heard was a snippet from about a five and a half minute clip of him just talking about the movie The Birds. It's like literally he's in the study and there's a cage with a bird and he has this little kind of comedic like back and forth or whatever like that. So that's just to give some context. That's, you know, kind of what, what that was versus like the, you know, traditional trailers we usually <laughs> play on this podcast. But yeah. The Birds, it's loosely based on the 1952 short story of the same name and focuses on a series of sudden and unexplained violent bird attacks on the people of Bodega Bay, California over the course of a few days. The film stars Rod Taylor and Tippi Hedren in her screen debut, alongside Jessica Tandy, Suzanne Plachette, I want to say, and Veronica Cartwright. The screenplay is by Evan Hunter, who was told by Hitchcock to develop new characters and a more elaborate plot while keeping the original work's concept of unexplained bird attacks. At the 36th Academy Awards, it was nominated for Best Special Effects, but uh, Cleopatra won out that year. And in 2016, The Birds was deemed culturally, historically uh, significant by the United States Library of Congress and selected for preservation in the National Film Registry. So that's a little bit set up uh, for this movie. So that said, you saw this when you were six or seven. Um, had you uh, had you seen, have you seen it? It had, I guess, it probably been a while since you'd seen it. Well, yeah, I had, but before I just saw it the other night for the first time for a number of years. But I'd seen it about three or four times, not only in the theater, but I remember it coming on television uh, on NBC in living color. And we went over to somebody's house that had a color TV to watch it. So uh, even back then, they cut out the gory stuff on TV. Oh, but okay. I watched it again the other night. And I learned something, and I had to research to see if it's true. There's no music in this movie. Yeah. Do you realize that? I, I yeah. was sitting there. I said, what's wrong with this movie? All I hear is birds. And it started really bothering me. And I was wondering, <laughs> maybe it bothered me when I was a kid or something like that. So you knew about that. Yeah. Well, it's something, something I definitely noticed. I mean, from the get-go, the opening credits, you know, it's an older movie, so all the credits are pretty much at the beginning and it's just an image of a bunch of flying birds and just their sounds, which are like through, you know, you hear them throughout the movie and it's really unsettling, I would say, because it doesn't sound exactly what you would hear. Like if you were just outside hearing lots of birds, you know, so okay. I'm sure they made a lot of that up. And I would say historically, I mean, a lot of Hitchcock's films are kind of known uh, for its scores. Certainly Psycho was. And so oh, yeah. for, for him to make the decision to lift that out of it, I mean, I think it really, really plays well in this movie a lot. Uh, yeah, he, I guess he knew what he's doing because you get caught up with just what's going on and not the music. Sometimes that can be distracting too. So Yeah, yeah. And well, We'll talk a little uh, about it a little bit later because I like it so much, but kind of the infamous park scene where uh, Tippi Hedren, uh, her character, um, Melanie, is outside the the classroom. And I, uh, I, love, I just absolutely love the scene, how the birds just slowly are like perching themselves on that playground equipment. But it's just it's underlaced with the kids singing in the classroom. And I just I just love that. 
<laughs> okay, we're gonna get back to that one. So, or you want to talk about that now? No, we can jump. We can jump into it now. Yeah. They just. What song was that? Is what I want to know. I'd never oh. hear that song again. Have you ever heard it before? No, no, and I didn't think to write down what it was, but it it probably made it that all disturbing because it wasn't like London Bridge is falling down or something. Like it probably was purposely like vague, so you wouldn't like sing it along with it. You yeah. know, it's almost almost makes you more disoriented because it's not familiar. And so, even though it's like the song is intended to be innocent because it's these children singing it at a school in a school choir, it's actually kind of unsettling because you don't know the words to it. Yeah, uh, I even caught myself thinking, "Put the cigarette out." Look around. There are birds <laughs> gathering up behind you. You know. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh, so funny. Um. So I mean, so watching it now. I mean, did you enjoy your experience this time with the movie? Uh. Yeah. I, yeah. I did. Um. It, I'm glad it was on not any longer than what it was. Uh. But I enjoyed because being a kid, I didn't really understand the plot of the first how they met. In the pet shop, the reason she bought the two birds. Uh, yeah, I, I'm still a little confused of why the love birds had to go in the car with them at the end. I don't know if that's <laughs> for anybody, uh, <laughs> they would not been made in the car with me now. So, uh, so maybe maybe you have a, a, a opinion about the love birds who are making it out of the out of the county. Yeah, actually, I I made a note like when that happened. I always take uh, notes when I'm watching these films, and I, I I wrote. I said, "Why would she want to take the lovebirds?" And uh, they didn't hurt anybody. They didn't hurt anybody. <laughs> um, it, you're probably. I, I don't think you're on Letterbox, but that's essentially the uh, movie social media uh, platform that you know uh, a lot of movie lovers use, and a lot of them, like I put my full reviews on them, but a lot of the times they're just like little pithy statements people say about it. And I ran across one, and all it said was, "Kathy, put the lovebirds in the house." <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah, oh, yeah. I, I can't help but think that's just. Hitchcock's way of just kind of, you know, kind of always like toying uh, with you a little bit. Yeah. yeah. yeah um, I, so watching this movie, I was, like I said, I don't, I, I for some reason, I felt like this was always kind of billed as like a lesser Hitchcock uh, movie. Um, you know, it's like, yeah, it, you know, here's the quintessential collection of Hitchcock, but it was always maybe the last disc in the five disc set or whatever like that. Yeah. And, um, I recently finished the AFI list of the hundred greatest films. And so, but he has a lot of films on that list, you know, and they're the ones that people tend to think of uh, North by Northwest, uh, Psycho, Rear Window, um, those type of films. Um, and so anyway, I can kind of see, I, I definitely can see how those are put above this one because I guess it, it may, they may have a little more meat, so to speak about it, but I still was, I, I thought, I mean, I was, pretty blown away by this film i just um i and i think mainly because and i guess this is kind of a little spoiler ish but you know i love the fact that this had just an ambiguous ending to it so yeah i was wanted that was interesting that on your take of just slowly creeping out of the yard and, and driving off and not disturbing the birds why do you think he ended the movie that way uh because it's really not over. 
Right, right. And that's kind of what I liked about it because even throughout the whole film, I was trying to kind of almost like, even though, like I had mentioned, I had seen scenes from this movie before. So, you know, there were aspects of that that didn't like surprise me, so to speak, but I had no idea how this film ended and the way it ends with them essentially leaving the house <laughs> with just all the birds watching them and they, you know, kind of creep away. I just really like it because throughout the whole movie, I was trying to think of like where this was headed or like how they were going to explain this thing. And I feel like a lot of, let's say the, uh, in today's world, this movie hadn't existed. And I feel like if somebody made this film today, they would try to explain all this stuff. Um, yeah. I, I never, I never saw in night's film, the happening, but I heard a lot of it. It kind of has this concept of like nature, mother nature going crazy and stuff like that. Yeah. And at the end, they try to explain it as something like it being the plants and people thought it was utterly ridiculous. And so I, I think it really works in that way of like the unknown of not knowing, um, I think it's a way of like, you know, basically poisoning that, like, um, I mean, uh, positioning that, you know, mother nature is, is always the ultimate winner and <laughs> in all of life, oh, you yeah. know? So I, I think it's a commentary like on that. Um, and so actually, I don't know if you, in your research, but they had a kind of a extended ending, so to speak, where, oh, I didn't know it, no. yeah, yeah. Where they, Essentially, they wanted to take them throughout the town and even across San Francisco. And you've seen that the birds have just like basically decimated everybody. So along the road, they're seeing like bodies and like basically almost like they're like the lone survivors oh, of this, really? uh, this apocalypse, even to the point of going to the Golden Gate Bridge. And that was where it was going to end. And I think it was more so of the statement of saying, because what works well in this is that like, you know, especially um, Melanie's character, you know, this town is basically kind of seeing her presence as the reason that yeah. all this is happening. And so it was even kind of almost more so spelling out that it, it wasn't the turmoil that existed, you know, exists in the tension between her and the Brenner family, you know, that this was just kind of a, you know, I guess it's God's event, so to speak of, you know, it, it, it was completely like out of their control. Yeah. Yeah. So I, I thought it was interesting there at the end, how Melanie uh, found her mother, you know, she didn't, her, Jessica Lang, not Jessica Lang. Uh, Jessica Tandy. Yeah. yeah. Uh, she looked at her and gave her that daughter mother look. Did you notice that at the end of it? Oh yeah, 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 for sure. And I think I think this movie is having a lot to say of like, um, um, I saw it pinned as this was like Hitchcock's like monster movie, and when I saw that, it's like, oh, that completely clicks. And also, uh, kind of seeing how like many movies kind of stole from like things that happen, you know, in this movie. But you know, it's like the Frankenstein concept of that, you know, when bad things happen big events or whatever like that, how as communities, like, you know, and there's that scene in the cafe where they all start, you know, there's like the conspiracy theorist guy and there's, you know, the religious guy. And then there's the, the mom who's just freaking out, you know, because of her kids. Yeah. And I really think this is a commentary on how like people, you know, react to these things. Yeah. Uh, for the most part, they don't, they don't come together. The people that do come together is the Brenners and Melanie, and they're the ones who end up surviving where yeah. everybody else is, is spouting out theories and it's you, you're the reason for this and that sort of thing. So I, I kind of feel like that's the commentary that's going on. Yeah. yeah. 
and strangely enough, probably things have really not changed that much today. Uh, people probably still act that same way if the, if the birds started going in the neighborhood or something like that. Right, right, yeah. Uh, so, and I love the particular shot. Like, uh, I, I think if they've come back in the cafe, like after uh, she's in the phone booth or whatever, yeah. they come back in there, and the one kind of mom that's been freaking out. I mean, it's like a very artistic shot, like a close up of her face, and it's just like in that moment you feel her face like in front of you too or yeah. they're like that. Yeah. So I also think this is interesting coming off the hills of psycho. So psycho came out in 1960 and this was like three years later. So yeah. he, he's kind of, I mean, Hitchcock's always had kind of this weird thing with birds um, and that kind of transitions to this also kind of uh, a fear of cops and <laughs> the law. I think that yeah. <laughs> that comes to uh, play as well. Yeah the history of Hitchcock. I grew up watching the Hitchcock show uh, on Sunday nights. Uh, for some reason, that's what we watched before we went to bed. And it was a 30-minute show every Sunday night. And so uh, probably why I still have bad dreams every now and then. But, uh, 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 no. uh, I, I think another thing about this movie that I was kind of surprised by was um, I'm just like, well, yeah, Hitchcock uh, had kids, but I was like, just, he, he does not mind torturing kids in this movie at all. No, he <laughs> no. I mean, when I, I would say it's probably the first big attack is like uh, at the uh, Kathy's uh, birthday party. Yeah. And that one shot, it's kind of a distant shot, but the kid is just laying on the ground and that yeah. bird's on top of the kid just pecking. <laughs> <laughs> I, I was just like, oh, geez. <laughs> yeah. I don't know whether that was the kid that ran away from the house and he's going up the hill. I was thinking he deserves to get pecked if he's going up the hill instead yeah. of in the house. You know, and I was thinking, grab the cake, shut the door. You know, so. <laughs> um, the other thing, probably that I hadn't seen before was uh in the house and when i, I think there are sparrows at that moment yeah. but when they start flying out of the fireplace i thought that was a really effective scene as well it was it was and i understand that the, those were actually real birds they did that scene yeah uh, real birds that just blew my mind when I, I found that out so yeah and that's a good transition i was going to ask you about so clearly this movie in 63 uh it's kind of weird to say the effects don't hold up today, but for me watching it, knowing you could tell that there are, you know, like that scene, you know, legitimate birds in that shot. And you could tell that maybe there's some puppetry and some mechanical effects. I found that they had actually spent uh, over $200,000 was uh, spent on the creation of mechanical birds for the film. Yeah. But the most, most of them, uh, most of them were real, but um, I, I really, I really enjoyed this like mixture of practical and special effects, even though you could tell like when it was like kind of a, you know, they didn't use green screens back then, just a lot of matting processes. Right. But to me, I, I, I just kept thinking about if this film were made today, like it would probably be all CG and not saying that the scares wouldn't be as effective, but there was something about knowing when real birds were involved, like I just, my heart went out to the actors. I guess I could say, I could say. Yeah. Yeah. Because you knew they knew it was coming. And uh, when I found out those were real birds coming through the chimney, uh, 
I don't know, my goodness. <laughs> the reaction, <laughs> and you better take it in one take, too. You know, you only have one time. Yeah. Well, as I, I listened to this interview, it was like years later, kind of a retrospective type of interview, but it was with Rod Taylor who played Mitch yeah. and he particularly had a, a, a beef with a certain bird that like kept on, uh, uh, you know, pecking at him and stuff like that. But I also thought it was funny because I saw that story, like him give it multiple times. I was like, Oh, that's like the story he tells at the parties, you know? Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. How did that, how did the effects play to you uh, watching it? I think they produced some of you know on today's time some of them pretty cheesy you know uh, you can tell it's kind of a mechanical bird hitting a little kid on the back of the head or something but yeah uh, but they did pretty good uh, yeah especially all the birds on the on the jungle gym uh, gathering up they did a pretty good job of the, even the car driving off. Uh, and all the birds like that. So. Yeah, 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 yeah. The the layering effect there uh, yeah. was really really cool. Yeah, I can imagine the painstaking time it took to do that, the overlaying and all that uh, during during the sixties. Oh yeah, it, it is pretty amazing. So you may have a little bit more history with this cast. So a lot of these faces were really new to me, except for like, I had no idea Jessica Tandy was in this film. And when I saw it was her, I was like, Oh my gosh. <laughs> like, yeah. uh, yeah. But it, like, do you remember seeing these, you know, this was Tippy Hedren's like famously like her first like big role. Um, and then uh, it looked, I looked at all their IMDBs. I mean, a lot of these actors, I mean, they even, um, up to this point, I think it's uh, Veronica Carthwright who plays Kathy. I think she's actually still doing stuff, but most of the main actors in here ha had very like storied careers. But mm -hmm. did you connect to anybody in particular? Um, you know, I wish I could say, yeah, I just, uh, what's the actor's name that played the, the lawyer? What's his name? Oh, uh, Rod Taylor. Oh, Rod Taylor. I, I remember him in several other movies that weren't Hitchcock's, uh, that were sci-fi type movies. Yeah, one time machine was one of them. Yeah, I I saw that, and I I remember, I remember seeing like pieces of that film. I yeah, yeah. yeah it was a it's a great movie for its days too. You know, it's a, the special effects and all that. So well, the, the two I thought T, uh, Tippy Hedren was amazing in this yeah. film. Uh, I think um, she, I mean, one she's just breathtaking. She's beautiful throughout this whole movie. Even to the point, I kind of laughed a little bit. You know, she gets the like pajamas from the general store, right. um, but, but I was like, you know, no makeup or like, <laughs> you know, she she somehow looks perfect throughout this whole film. Uh, <laughs> yeah. But um, uh, I thought, I mean, it's pretty amazing how much she has to carry, and uh, just um, and I like she's she's a very like strong female character who doesn't like apologize like for her past actions and uh i i just i i really like the interaction between her and mitch you know uh rod yeah. taylor's character in here a lot yeah. uh but but the other is like i I thought jessica tandy was awesome as this uh, yeah, uh the mom. as the mother-in-law yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> well no, i'd say mother-in-law I, I guess yeah. I, i'm assuming they had you know to me i mean at one point i think they do embrace for a kiss which i also made a note of like you yeah. know, I, I was like, wow, that's quite of a quite a romantic embrace uh, in the middle of yeah. this chaos, but <laughs> <laughs> it is. So. 
but I assume if they're the, the only ones left in uh, San Francisco that they do end up together. So <laughs> yeah, yeah, that and the two lovebirds, you know. So <laughs> right, yeah. right. Movie musings. Uh, my first question for you is: uh, Are you afraid of birds? And if not birds, is, is there what's another animal that you you have a fear of? Snakes. I do not care for snakes. <laughs> do not even give me near snake. I know that some are good, and then I'll, you know, they kill the rats and all that stuff. But not the, birds don't bother me that much. No, <laughs> uh, uh, especially if you're at the state fair in Dallas and they poop on your shoulder. You know, you, you make your wife's day by that happening. But uh, that's the only time I don't really like a bird. Is, is doing that. Yeah, yeah. So, so you you don't uh, you don't remember. It, maybe be maybe being scared of the film but not birds themselves after you watch this uh no i just i did just because i didn't know a lot of crows or seagulls <laughs> we all had the sparrows and uh for some reason i didn't bother me but we did have a neighbor that had a one of those back then in the 60s at easter people would uh, get a baby chick that they for easter and of course they would grow up and uh, Jeff Bennett was his name. I don't know what I need to tell you all the details here, but he was so mean to that rooster. And uh, one day the rooster got his revenge. Uh, he had been picking picking on this bird, and uh, he, Jeff turned around to go back to the house and I'll get a sip of Kool Aid or something. And he tripped and fell, and that rooster jumped on his head and was ever more pecking the back of Jeff. Jeffrey Bennett's head, and us kids were loving it because Jeffrey was a kind of bully, and uh, his mom had to come out and shoo the rooster. I never knew, knew exactly what happened to that rooster after that day, but I don't think we saw it anymore. Um, <laughs> they, they, they had some good fried chicken later that week. <laughs> yeah, I guess so. so anyway. Yeah, I, I've had friends who definitely have voiced their like legitimate fear of birds uh before yeah. and it's not something i you know i've you know ever really worried about so to speak but and, and not that i've ever had you know a bird obviously you would have probably heard if a bird ever pecked on me but i know there's been a moment where like i think a bird has like flown close to your head, you, you know, like accident or something like that. And it is pretty disorienting. So yeah. <laughs> it will make you move. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> yeah, exactly. So I think everybody's at least kind of maybe had that kind of brush before. So watching this movie and seeing just the amount of <laughs> all that happening at once, it get, you know, it does put you in a place of like, Oh my gosh, I can't even imagine how, how I would handle this situation. Yeah. yeah, I definitely wouldn't go up some stairs where it is clear that some birds are occupying the room and her going in. <laughs> and, and slipping in and then, you know, put your back to the door and closing it. I just, <laughs> I just like, uh, I, I didn't get that part either. I mean, I know why they did it in the movie and all that stuff, but... Uh, you, when your birds are outside, you don't go investigate when you hear when you hear the birds. So. Yeah, right. Uh, so we talked a little bit both about our love uh, for Hitchcock. Uh, what what would you consider your favorite Hitchcock film? Most people say uh, Psycho, but that's one of my favorite ones. I would think it was a Room with a View. 
uh, the guy, you know, has a broken leg and he can't get out. And so he starts spying it on the neighbors across the apartment and yeah, witnesses murder. You're, you're talking about rear window. Yes, I'm sorry. I said room with a view. I got some people scratching their heads on that one, don't I? Yeah, well, I've definitely heard of a room with a view. Uh, but that's, yeah, that's a completely different movie. <laughs> but, yeah, uh, but yeah, no, uh, I, I actually agree with you. Like when I did the, you know, AFI list. I still consider Psycho is like one of my favorites. I just I think that's the one I've seen the most and the, the, that I've always I've always loved. But watching the AFI list, Rear Window is the one that like really stood out to me that I thought was like like yeah, quintessential uh, Hitchcock. Also, um, I remember it's probably I haven't seen it since I saw it, but I remember Dial in for Murder was really good. Yeah, and then um, and I think one that's always. Uh, I mean, people mention it in his canon, but uh, I think that I really connected to when I saw it is Strangers on a Train. I think that one is really good. I thought this was kind of a uh, fun, funny question for you. Uh, I, we talked about, uh, well, you know, the Jessica Tandy role. She doesn't become officially a mother-in-law, but um, did you ever have a hard time winning over uh, the parents of somebody you dated or that you ultimately ended up marrying? <laughs> uh, such as Mrs. Ross, Cheryl's uh, mother. Yeah, so, uh, yes, I had to win both of them over. Uh, <laughs> to believe it or not, you've heard these stories before, haven't you, Nathan? Yeah, uh, but our listeners haven't. Oh, I guess so. <laughs> uh, yes, I had to win my in-laws over. Uh, they uh, they were polite to me, but uh, did not think I was the right fit for their wife, uh, for their daughter. Uh, and in fact, I'll do a shout out to happy anniversary to my wife and I was 44 years tomorrow. And uh, so it, it has lasted and uh, knock, knock on wood. So, uh, yeah, it, uh, I had to, I, I, since you said that, it kind of makes me laugh about the, about the character of the, the mother being overprotective of the son. Yeah, yeah. yeah. But I, I like it because the film, you know, it does in a good way explain why she is the way that she is yeah yeah her husband has just passed away and doesn't want to be abandoned and, and all that stuff so. yeah yeah so yeah uh i feel like it does a lot of justification there yeah yeah so, yeah. so um <laughs> you say uh, you know your anniversary so tomorrow's friday the 13th uh, yeah. in and in, in october i, in I hope october. that <laughs> yeah well, 13 is my lucky number, and that and number three. So uh, uh, we we just happen to fall on the 13th. Okay, well, I, I'm just saying after the discussion of this movie, you may keep keep your eyes open uh, about in the clouds tomorrow. Okay, okay. <laughs> I'll try to do that. So. Yeah, well, you, as far as this film goes, do you have any uh, final thoughts or anything that we didn't hit? I think it's all well done. Like I said, I, some of the, uh, the, her, the car scene of her coming from San Francisco to the Bay area. Uh, I didn't quite understand why he, you know, she was squealing tires around the, the bins. Once again, that's why I said, there's no music. There's squealing up tires going around the corner. That's when it started. Uh, I found that interesting. That's why I said, I'm going to start listening. If there's any music. So. <laughs> yeah yeah i think uh kind of going back to 
when they were talking about the original ending, uh, apparently that was going to play out like in the uh, ending of them going back on that winding road. And yeah. he was going to kind of play with that, with, you know, the birds and stuff like that. And so I think maybe that's why we see it so much. I, you know, there are definitely those moments of just almost, uh, I think if you're not used to this style of film, there's an aspect of like, okay, well, you know, let's move along. Mm -hmm. But I think it perfectly actually sets up this world. Um, and then, you know, especially as she, you know, gets the boat to go to, you know, to go across the water to the house and, you know, but it really is setting up this world. And I think it really pays off. Like as far as, even though you don't know the exact layout of the town, yeah. you get that, like, this isn't an easy escape out of whatever, you know, they're handling. And you also kind of have just a, it just, it, it gives you the environment of isolation. And I think that's what, you know, it, it's not as, you know, if you want to leave, it's not just a straight road out of there. It's like, it's a, it's a long and windy road, but I might be giving him too much credit, but I, I don't know. <laughs> well, but another thing that bothered me about the, uh, the, you know, when she rents the boat to go sneak up and deliver the lovebirds and he, she's going to drive across the lake. Me being the person I am, I'm going, she's dead meat if she gets in that water with that fur coat on. She's going to sleep <laughs> like a rock. But she does wear yeah. a fur coat better than almost anybody I've ever seen. So. Yeah. And I will say, I don't think it was by any accident that she has a fur coat on, you know, you know, fur coats aren't made out of birds but yeah. i you know i think it's kind of playing with that of that like she's not maybe someone who's just a animal lover if she owns a fur, a fur coat i kind of thought about that too that that was done on purpose I, I wouldn't say this is a film that's necessarily like lumped in with other like halloween movies and stuff but i think this is a perfect movie like if you kind of want to watch something a little scary but it's not like overly intense but you know kind of a way to celebrate the spooky season of october and mm. you know you haven't you know seen many hitchcock films i think this is definitely like a good film to uh check out um uh we watched it on uh, peacock it's streaming there but um usually his you know hitchcock stuff is like everywhere so you know i, I think i think it's uh definitely a real fun movie and uh, you know I, I think actually surprisingly it holds up really well and where you're kind of like oh this is essentially like jaws and like you, you see you just you're kind of like oh a lot, a lot of people stole from this movie <laughs> yeah. so it's okay to let your six-year-old watch this <laughs> yes send them all to a movie by themselves to watch this movie recommendations <laughs> <laughs> Is there anything that uh, you've seen lately that you uh, have been telling people about? Uh, let's see, I'm trying to think. Uh, see, I didn't know, know this question was coming up so quickly. By <laughs> <laughs> uh, Steve and Jennifer Graham's uh, suits. You know, they the old people talk about suits, the TV shows. <laughs> I did that one for Whitney. So uh, Yeah. <laughs> uh, <laughs> okay, well, while you're thinking about that, I'll tell you mine. So, okay. uh so uh basically i haven't i've just watched a couple of episodes of it and i just thought you'd get a kick out of this too but on netflix there's a new like documentary series but it's called wrestlers and it, it it's a documentary and it follows ohio valley wrestling which is uh, a pretty famous like 
storied professional wrestling organization. It's kind of almost, it really used to be like the independent circuit for WWE. So uh, a a lot of people that uh, like uh, Batista, uh, John Cena, like they started here or whatever like that. So anyway, I've only watched the first two episodes, but it's actually, it's actually uh, done really well, but uh, it just kind of made me uh, think of that. I honestly, I don't know if, (laughs) if you are, into wrestling if it's actually something that's appealing but it's actually really 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 well done and so it just kind of made me think of it because uh this episode is coming out after the fact but hallie and i are going to wwe event uh this yeah. monday yeah so <laughs> uh, anyway. so uh on the stay on the same uh same pattern of wrestling you sent me that trailer of uh the iron claw uh, yeah, yeah, uh, that yeah, a new movie uh, starring Zac Efron yeah. uh, about the famous uh, Von Erich family. Yeah. Uh, so that that trailer came out. So that's kind of what made me think about this as well as tying that ends because I had sent that to you. So yeah, yeah, so, yeah, yeah. I mean, I guess you remember uh, the Claw was he was my my favorite wrestler in the day, and I followed him. And so yeah, that was that was funny that you sent me that trailer. So, I have nothing for you, Nathan, <laughs> to recommend to anybody else. Uh, well, that's fine. Do you, you did. I know this because we, we, it was uh, very nice to see you all last week, but uh, you saw Dune. Did you like Dune? You know, I have a different perspective. I liked it better than the Star Wars movies, believe it or not. And Tam, my sister, and I watched it together with Cheryl and um, Cheryl's not much a sci-fi person, uh, but I, I, I enjoyed for what it was. It was more realistic, meaning, now there's giant worms in my backyard, but the the people, uh, the scenario, the storyline uh, uh, of greed and evil and all that, uh, I, I liked it better than the Star Wars movie that's more fictional, I guess you would say. Yeah. Yeah, I was wondering why you had got that like nose to ear piercing Absolutely. on this video call. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> I mean, most people can't see that, right? So, yeah. yeah. Next week we'll be jumping back into the fifty greatest rom coms list. Uh, but the film that we're doing is actually kind of funny. It actually touches on the subject of uh, frightening mothers. But we'll be discussing the two thousand eighteen hit Crazy Rich Asians, which falls at number thirty two on the list. Uh, oh, did really? you see that? Yeah, did I you did. see that one? Yeah, that's it. Saw that one. It's been a while, yeah. Back, but yeah, it it was interesting. It was fun. It was yeah. a fun movie. Yeah, it, that that's a good way to categorize it. It's a, it's a fun movie. So, uh, so yeah, make sure you check out that episode uh, next week. As always, check out moviesarelife.com for episode reviews and more. If you love this podcast, please take a moment to rate and review it. It really helps us with finding new listeners. And remember, you can find us on all the major podcast platforms. So I appreciate you doing this. I know I know I probably scared you to death when i made the request from you i just i appreciate the time with you and uh, it's, this has been fun it's been enjoyable uh, I, I can't wait to hear your next one on, on the next podcast so. well, well thanks so well uh until next time listeners uh, stay safe out there uh keep your eyes on the skies because you never know when a flock of feather foes might descend upon you <laughs> <laughs>